episode eight of Please Don't Eat the Sage. So this week's topic wasn't on the original agenda for this season, but it was something that I was inspired by a couple different things that I've been working on. The first was a digital download that I provided for my Patreon members. The full-time psychics get a audio divine inspired rambling from me each month. And this month we talked a little bit about energy vampires. And through that, I was inspired to create my meditation for the month, which is all about cord cutting. Both of these things are available on my Patreon. One of these things, the meditation, is available on my website. So if you're interested in a cord cutting meditation, you can totally head over to michelleshaywalker.com and find that in the meditation sections of the menu. These topics revolve around the idea of energetic connection and the way that they affect us in our daily life and the way that we can be more in control of those connections. So we are all made up of energy, and when our energy intermingles with another person, whether it be physically or on an emotional level, or even in our thoughts or our dreams, we can sometimes create energetic connections. These are known as energy cords, and that's why meditations like a cord-cutting meditation are so referred that way, because you are cutting the cords to the people that you've been tied to. Now, why do these cords exist, and why would we want to cut them? They exist because we like to feel connected. As human beings, we want to feel like we are in an interconnected series of support systems. And so whenever we have strong emotions for someone in our life or strong pull towards them, we, we want to make sure that we feel connected to them even when they're not in our presence. And that's evident in all of our relationships. Like if you have a long distance relationship or friendship, or if you have friends or family that aren't always around you right next to your side, you still want to be able to feel like you're connected to the people that are important to you. And so these energy ties serve as a way to be connected to these people and a way that our energy still feels connected to them. It's really evident in very close relationships. So if you've ever had a a close sibling or maybe a relationship partner that you felt really, really tied to and you could almost sense whenever they were going to call you or you could sense whenever they were having a bad day even though you hadn't spoken to them. And that's because we're tied to these people in our energy. And so their experiences then really do sort of become our experiences as well. So this can be a very magical concept. It can be very well serving to our attunement to others in our life and for our capacity to be able to have empathy to the people that we feel close to. However, if we're not conscious about our energetic ties, we can sometimes hold on to or even be attached to ties that we didn't even mean to be that attached to that person and ties that have no longer served or are no longer benefiting us in their connection. So let's talk about the first one, which is ties that we don't even intend to connect to people. Sometimes if you have really open energy, if you're a very friendly person, or if you are just very open with your vibration, you can find attachments in people that you just passingly interacted with throughout your day. People that you wouldn't necessarily consider to be in your inner circle or part of the people that you want to be connected to, but they are still connected to you in an energetic way. And oftentimes these are where we get situations where you refer to people as energy vampires, which is what my divine download was for. Energy vampires, I'm on a mission to de-demonize the energy vampire because it sounds very scary and sometimes can be very scary. But oftentimes there's not a malicious intent from the energy vampire's standpoint. So an energy vampire is someone who you've encountered that is draining of your energy. 
that's made some sort of attachment and is sort of sucking the good vibes off of you <laughs> in order to benefit themselves. This is on an unconscious level, which is why I want to de-demonize the term energy vampires because most of the time, the energy vampires, at least that I've encountered, are not even aware that they're being energy vampires. They are simply souls that on some level are aware that they need more love and light in their life. They need more connection. And they recognize something within you of being more connected or being more loving or being more full of light. And when they see this in another person, they think, oh, I want that. And that simple thought of, oh, I want that becomes an energetic connection if the person in question isn't protected enough from their energy. There's no reason to feel like you need to walk around being completely shields up and closed off to everyone out in the world for fear of energy vampires. It's just a matter of being aware that this exists and that whenever you find yourself having symptoms of an energy vampire connection, you then clean it up. I don't think the answer is ever to go on the defensive in this case. It's just to know how to clean up the mess if you find yourself in this situation and know how to be aware of what energy feels like whenever you're connected to people that you shouldn't necessarily be connected to. We also have connections to past relationships and past versions of ourselves that are energetically tied to us. That's where cord cutting can also come in handy. If you are feeling like you're stuck in the past, if you're feeling like you can't get over a past relationship or a friendship that has kind of run its course, or if you just can't seem to separate yourself from someone who's been in your life that you know is no good for you, that could be a that there's an energetic connection there that needs to be severed in order for both of you to move on because ultimately these energetic ties are affecting both parties and while in the case of something like an energy vampire it might seem like the energy vampire is benefiting from this connection in the long run they're not because they're not learning the lessons they need to to clean up their own energy and to create their own light and love the ways to recognize whenever you have an energetic connection that's not serving you there's several different ways to figure this out one of the ways is that you feel tired a lot especially in the case of an energy vampire you might feel like you've been sucked dry of your energy and that can be an indicator that there's someone else's energy involved especially if you feel tired and you can't quite pinpoint why if you've been out and about and interacting with others and you just feel drained is really the best word for it. So it's not just a tired feeling, like you've exhausted yourself throughout the day. It's as if something has literally just drained the energy out of you. So another symptom of this energetic connection is that you might have a pull towards thoughts that aren't quite explained and, and that's a good sign that you're you're connected to someone that's that's not serving you because it feels like you've kind of had your brain taken over by someone else it's sort of this feeling of someone's energy being like look at me look at me i'm over here i'm over here remember me don't forget about me that's when these thoughts start to come up for you or if you're checking things online about them a lot if you're checking their social media all the time and you're feeling like you need to keep dibs on someone. This is often what happens when we have past relationship energy ties that need to be cut. When you feel like you can't consume enough information about the person, that's also an indicator that there's probably a tie there that's pulling you too much to their direction and you need to sever that. There's also dreams. Dreams are a good indicator if you're dreaming about a person a lot. If you're feeling like you just can't move on, like you can't move past a situation, it's a good indicator that it's time to cut those cords and, and to move forward. There's several different things that you can do to help with these connections. 
So the first is just to be aware of what your own energy feels like, which is something that I talked about in the Meet the Clairs episode when talking in reference to clairsentience. When you know what you feel like at your best, at your highest, at your most energetic, and at just that place where you really feel in your zone, then you can kind of figure out whenever something's just not quite your energy. It's just not quite right. And when you start to feel those off feelings, you can start to trace things back. And the more aware you are of your own energy, the more that you can kind of know a little bit more in interactions when you need to feel protected. Because when you're aware of your own energy, you tap a little more into your intuition and and you might just feel like you need to kind of have a little bit of a wall up in certain interactions. I don't want to really enforce putting walls up all the time and not letting people in because that's not a great alternative either. But there's a difference between being wide open and vulnerable and being protected but still present. So we're not looking for a closed off feeling where you're just shutting down completely and not letting people in, but you just don't want to have all your energy out there. You want to maintain a little portion of it for yourself. I actually had a conversation about this topic a few years ago with a friend who had a very, very open energy and would often find himself being drained. And the thing that I found when I did an Akashic Records reading for this person was that they weren't keeping any energy contained for themselves. So that's kind of a big visualization to have whenever you're trying to be protected in social settings is you can be open with your energy, but if you were to imagine that your energy, your soul, your vibration was a huge apartment that you were going to throw a party where anyone could come in and and have a good time, you want to have a small room for yourself in the back that's going to be just for you that you're not letting people into. And that's a good rule of thumb, even when you do feel like you're really safe with someone and you want to be connected to them. Because ultimately, we want to keep a piece of ourselves to ourselves, even in intimate relationships. That's how we avoid problems like codependency. It's a good rule of thumb in general, but especially when you're going into these social settings, opening up and sharing your energy with people looks like different things to different people. Sometimes it's just oversharing. For me, a lot of times when I'm being overly open with people, I'll just want to share everything with them and I won't think twice about it. And then later I'll get this sort of like icky feeling like something's missing from my vibration because I just gave it all away. Sometimes it's physical touch. Some people are like, no, I don't want to touch too many strangers because it can end up creating some weird vibrations. It's different for every person and you have to figure out what works best for you to keep yourself protected and keep something for yourself. After you've been protected, you still might find that you're picking up on certain energies. The great thing to do there is to have some rituals whenever you return from the outside world so that you can kind of reset and reground yourself and recognize how to come back to your center. This is a great time for meditation. It's a great time for sort of cleansing rituals that you might have. I like to take a shower at the end of the day just to kind of wash everyone's energy away. If you are a Reiki healer or if you know Reiki healers, you can always do a Reiki session. That's a really great way to kind of come back into your own energy and make sure you're reset and recalibrated. But particularly if you've been trained as a level one healer, you can self-heal and disconnect the ties and sort of brush off anyone else's energy. Ultimately, it's about recalibrating and being able to find that ritual at the end of the day where you're like, okay, now it's time to come back to me. And if all else fails, cord cutting meditations. 
You can find plenty of guided meditations online. I have one available on my site. As I said, it was just freshly recorded this week with some beautiful music from my audio engineer of this podcast, Ian Doughty. If you're just a visual person, just picturing yourself cutting the connections to the people that aren't serving you is really valuable. Again, this is really important if you are trying to move on from past relationships. So sometimes this might not even be about people that you've encountered throughout your day. It's people that you've encountered throughout your life that you're still carrying these connections around with. It really just helps you to come back to your energy and to establish what it is that you want outside of the pool of someone else. If you have any questions about this, if you need more guidance, I'm always available. I have one-on-one divination sessions available as a precursor to my six-week program over at michellesheawalker.com. You can do distance or in-person Reiki sessions with me to help clean things up and brush off other people's energy. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at michellesheaw and reach out with any questions or get some weekly doses of distance Reiki that I send out to my followers. As always, this episode was brought to you by the generosity of my Patreon. If you would like to join that community and get access to tarot card readings, monthly meditations like this cord cutting, and divine ramblings from me around the new moon, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Michelle Shea. And of course, this episode would not be made possible without the skills and talents of my audio engineer, Ian Dowdy, over at vegansuperpowerspodcast.com. 